I've been living a, uh, a, a weird existence ever since that car accident. Oh, fun. Let's talk. About that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Believing that first part where I was like, I've been in a weird place ever since yeah. that car oh, accident. Oh, sure. We absolutely. Cut to the intro. <laughs> Wow, hey, what's up, Benny? Hey, how's it going, Felicia? Hey, any any terrible trauma since the last time we recorded? <laughs> Man, well, <laughs> House of Dragon ended. That was pretty tough. Sure did. Were you actually watching it? Yep, watched all of it. I didn't. It was good, and that was really sad. You so you don't understand my trauma. That's cool. Not a yeah. supportive friend. And that's all uh, that's new. Or... Yeah. No, I got in a car accident, Felicia. <laughs> I got I got in a six car pileup. Jesus, was it your fault? Nope. <laughs> okay. I made more money from insurance than I paid for my car. It was a very successful car wreck. (laughs) I mean, you know, you love to see it. That's all you can really ask for is to be hit by a car driven by someone richer than you. Dude, I hit the lottery, dude. It was the 17-year-old kid and his parents showed up. I looked his dad up and down and I went, you have good insurance, sir. Oh, yeah, baby. And that man, that boy is not driving again anytime soon. Well, he's, yeah, 17, just about to get out of the house, too. Then his keys taken away. How humiliating. Yeah. I mean, hey. That's what should happen. Best case scenario. Yeah. Best case scenario, we're we're glad you're okay. (laughs) Yes. I did learn how fragile we are as little human beings. Because, like, I still, like, my chest has been hurting ever since and my back hurts. I went and got checked out, and they're like, it's all just, it will go away. But I'm like, God, this sucks. Fuck. Was it like on the freeway or just on a street? Highway. Highway going real fast. I had stopped because there was cars okay. stopped in front of me. And then these cars just careened into Ooh. me. But my airbags didn't go off. And I had my seatbelt on. And I kind of just gripped the wheel real hard. Could you like see, you could see it coming? Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> but yes. That has been that has been my life is uh, after that sorting it through insurance and stuff and whatnot. Yeah. What uh, about you? Did anything bad happen to you? <laughs> uh, for the record, you didn't really actually have to talk about your trauma. I, I know it seemed like I forced you to. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm fine. I wanted okay, to. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, no, no trauma to speak of. I suppose uh, it's been quiet, <laughs> quiet over here. Oh yeah. Um. So I guess like maybe partially, I'm not going to blame you, but partially the reason that we're doing kind of a Halloween-y episode today after Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But part of that just is, and this is just like some housekeeping, we kind of changed our release schedule to A, whenever we actually have an idea for an episode, and B, whenever we can actually get together to record that episode. (laughs) So, you know, um, you're yeah. getting you're getting a kind of spookier one yeah. after the oh. fact, and that's fine. Yeah, you'll deal with it, you know? Yeah. 
And just for the record, I would like to put into the record that Felicia, mm-hmm. right after I told her about my accident, was like, oh, yeah, we haven't recorded an episode because you got in a car accident, you know? <laughs> she was like, well, it's, I'm not trying to blame you, but we haven't recorded. You know, why haven't we? It guess, wasn't yeah. entirely Benny's <laughs> Felicia's a great friend, guys. It's I would only great... blame you if you caused the accident. And then I'd be like, well, first he crashes his car and then doesn't record a podcast. That's right. If I was yeah. a bad person. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. no. Um, which So this kind of begs the question for you. I know you're kind of new to celebrating Halloween, um, but like celebrating quote unquote you're new to like experiencing halloween as an adult without your parents telling you it's the devil's holiday um so in your mind like are you one of those people who as soon as halloween is over that season is done and now it's christmas time or are you more of a like no christmas until after thanksgiving kind of guy uh i i probably i I'm not a big like holiday guy. Like I don't have like a bunch of anticipation. So I just take them as they come. It's okay right now. It's like feeling starting to feel that, you know, fall, like getting towards Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, yeah, then you start getting the kind of Christmassy feel. But if you heard a Christmas song right now, would you be pissed off? <laughs> if if I had to work somewhere that played Christmas mm-hmm. songs, yes. That's if I fair. hear one now. I think I can handle it. I think I can eat that one in the chops and be okay. okay. See, I used to be at like a firm no Christmas talk until after Thanksgiving kind of person and like, you know, keep my fall decorations up, which by the way, I didn't put any out this year because I'm very lazy. Um, But if I had, I wouldn't have taken them down until after Thanksgiving. Now I'm a firm like as soon as Halloween is over, it's the holidays so Christmas is like fair game. Oh, so you you you're a you're on the opposite side. You love Christmas. You want Christmas. I do love now. Christmas. Yeah. Well, it, I think like to me Thanksgiving feels just like it's not special enough to be its own holiday. So it's more of like a precursor to Christmas. It's literally, it feels, it's it literally like... giving you two dates. It's giving your family two chances around yeah. the same time to it's like true. everyone's schedules line up, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's how, I think that might be it too, is that it's just like I just go home to my families both times and I don't have yeah. to do that on Halloween. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that that is actually that might be the biggest difference actually between all yeah. those holidays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, did you do anything for Halloween? <laughs> um, that was a Monday night, right? Halloween was a yeah. Monday night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I was watching. Perfect. Football. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Halloween football. Interesting. Well, Not I really saw so- that some of the players showed up in costumes. And so I did saw. Was yeah, it just I saw a regular kind of football costume? Yeah. They all dressed up as football players yeah. this year. Cool. <laughs> Uh, that's not really spooky, but all right. Well, yeah, I didn't do anything, Felicia. I didn't celebrate, okay? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, forgot it was Halloween during Halloween. Wow. Honestly, this year wasn't that special, but uh, we I did watch just like some fun family Halloween movies, and then Jesse, Beth, and I watched a Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities episode, which has been real fun so far. It's like a horror anthology show, 
every episode is directed by somebody different and it feels very like storybook you nerds you <laughs> horror nerds you <laughs> i'm horror. here on halloween watching football you guys are over here yeah. horror anthropology celebrating the day eating a caramel no. apple how that's dare dope you. so does it like just explain like just like how it came to be the culture no 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 the no there, it's no 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 that would be nerdy it's just actual horror stories oh. episode to episode <laughs> Really sitting here like you watch something about the history of Halloween. <laughs> Dumbass. Okay, okay. Although I will say a, a TED talk about the history of horror by uh who what was the guy's name? Guillermo del Toro. Would be worth watching. I'd watch it, honestly. I I fucking love that man. Um okay, so I think that's kind of our housekeeping. So uh, we really haven't actually said what we're talking about today, but you've seen it in the title by now, I'm sure. We're doing yeah. a little a little Tim Burton episode. Yes. Um, and this is an episode because you have a thing for Tim Burton. No. <laughs> not in a not in that way. I'm saying you like Tim Burton. I guess, but honestly, the reason I suggested it is because I remember you saying back when we did our Halloween episode. And I was kind of asking you if you like watch Halloween movies. You said you liked Tim Burton movies. I thought you liked Tim Burton. I do I, like Tim no, Burton. I like Tim Burton as well. <laughs> yes, I do. I do like Tim Burton movies. But I'm saying the reason I suggested it is because you also said that. <laughs> I've said so much shit. I have no. I can't remember. I just have no idea what I've said on any of these podcasts, dude. <laughs> well, um. I mean, same, I guess, but yeah. for some reason that stuck in my head, I think because I'm like, what kind of Halloween-y thing could oh. we both talk about? I, uh, I talk about how much I love claymation. Oh, I don't, I didn't know that. I don't think you did talk about <laughs> that. was going to be one of my questions. How do you feel about claymation? Oh, I love claymation. I can't I tell claymation. if you're being <laughs> sarcastic or not. No, I'm serious. It's such a fun art form. It's such like a weird, yeah. dorky little art form that like the people who do it, the the way you would have to kind of accidentally stumble into being like really good at claymation yeah. is hilarious to me. And so I love that entire world. Especially because it's such a like time consuming thing. I'm sure you have to shoot for hours just to get a couple minutes of footage. Yes. It's got to be painstaking. <laughs> um. So I guess I, I looked through IMDb to see how many Tim Burton movies I've actually seen. And I have seen 11 Tim Burton movies. And I ranked them all to see how many I actually liked. <laughs> and there are five out of 11 that I actually enjoy. Okay, okay. Let's so go down the list. He's by no means my favorite director. But it like <laughs> when he hits, he hits, you know. What's going to be very funny is seeing how many of these I even know are movies. Uh, <laughs> so after I'll, I'll tell I'm you the one the... who apparently said I love Tim Burton. <laughs> I don't think you said you love Tim Burton. I just think when we were talking about Halloween movies, you mentioned that pretty much the only ones you've seen are like Tim Burton movies. Yep. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited to hear this ranking because I do love you give well, really okay. good opinions. You deliver your opinion well on things, especially when you don't like something. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I didn't really technically like rank them from best to worst or anything. I mm -hmm. just put like 
bad or good, essentially, after. So these are the ones I've seen. Dark Shadows, 2012, bad. Alice in Wonderland, 2010, bad. Sweeney Todd, 2007, decent. Corpse Bride, 2005, great. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 2005, bad. Sleepy Hollow, 1999, great. Ed Wood, 1994, weird but decent. Edward Scissorhands, 1990, pretty darn good. Beetlejuice, 1988, great. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down that I think he peaked in the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Uh, and I am really good at delivering an opinion because I, I know this topic well because I saw one of those movies you said. Oh, sorry. Uh, those were the ones that he directed. There are also two that he produced, which are Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter 2012. Bad. That's a great one. That's a great one right there. Bad. And The Nightmare Before Christmas 1993. Great. Okay. 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 <laughs> Well, and I think you hit all the classics and I think you you are right. He might be someone who got his fame and then didn't know what to do with it. You know, like he was like an artist that was on the come up and he made some really cool shit. And then everyone was like, go do stuff now. And he just couldn't replicate this like magic he had. I It might be partially that, but I think what it is, is that he his style doesn't really fit in anywhere. So I had some Tim Burton trivia here, and one of the things I had written down is that after he made the movie Frankenweenie, which is about a a dead dog that gets resurrected, he was fired by Disney because it was too dark. <laughs> and then they kind of rehired him when Nightmare Before, or not Nightmare, they rehired him for something else that I'll find eventually, but they wouldn't attach their name to it because they still didn't want it. Like, it was still too dark for them, so they put it under one of their, like, parent companies or whatever. So I think because Tim Burton makes, like, films for children a lot of the time, but they're, like, dark and spooky... I think the the popular children's media companies don't want to have anything to do with them, but they're still like for kids, so they don't really fit into a specific category. Yeah, I I especially watching the Batman, I see exactly what you mean. Right. They're just I I would describe Tim Burton like if Hot Topic were a director. <laughs> He's like I think the reason that he appeals to nostalgia is because he's like that emo, uh, goth, alt scene kid phase in your life. <laughs> yes, I think he does. Yeah, he falls into the. Oh, I see exactly what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> here's here's the thing. I think that you're right. One, and then oh, yeah. I also think. Well, <laughs> hey, let's just establish one thing first and foremost, audience. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Felicia's right. Yeah. But always. no, the Tim Burton thing. Um, fuck, I lost it already. It's gone. It's in the world. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I think you're right. And no, uh, it was something about the Tim Burton. Oh, oh, I remember. Well, okay. I just think that like you, you'd mentioned that like uh, the media, like mm -hmm. popular media didn't want to like kind of platform him being like all his like kind of dark stuff. But part of me thinks, like, if we were used to seeing stuff that dark, I don't think it is actually that dark what he's doing. I Not think it really. is a, a good kid's show, you know? 
Well, it's like a kid-friendly adult film or something. You know, it's like, technically it's made for kids and adults, but I think it's not so much a straight-up kids movie. It's just like, it's accessible to kids because of the content, but it's still kind of dark and spooky. Yeah, yeah. I guess, and also we're in a weird age where I, I guess also in modern times it really isn't a thing anymore, you know? Like, yeah. parents have no control over what their kids are going to see anymore. Right. Yeah, you're right that, like, you know, a lot of these did come out in the 90s when I think parents were more like, there could be razor blades in your kid's Halloween candy type yeah. of thinking. <laughs> so I doubt that they were thrilled about Tim Burton making, like, spooky kids movies. Yeah, but uh, now you're kid can get online and see salad fingers you know right and <laughs> so it doesn't it's out the way yeah. dude, dude what a why we live in a wild time we sure do even that is kind of old by now yeah. uh but yeah they can see much more fucked up shit real easily um so i so i put i just wrote down a couple like notes slash talking points first 90s johnny depp is iconic Iconic and synonymous with Halloween to me because of all the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp movies that were made. Specifically, like, Sleepy Hollow, Corpse Bride, Edward Scissorhands. He's, like, first of all, 90s Johnny Depp is peak Johnny Depp. Agreed. Probably still problematic, but he was, uh... But no one knew about it. Yeah, exactly. And and I was content to not know about it. (laughs) Uh, this burden of knowing yeah so i feel like um tim burton kind of established johnny depp as almost like a character actor and also synonymous with halloween in a lot of ways yeah i i i I knew edward scissorhands out of those two movies as far as i didn't know those other two existed hmm interesting so i i guess that begs the question which tim burton movies have you seen Batman, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. You've seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I've seen it when it's on, like on TV. Yeah. And, I, and I've and i seen, uh, I, I'm sure I've seen Edward Scissorhands too. And there was one other on the, the list that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember watching that. So there's probably, been, I've probably seen like five total. Okay. okay, perfect. So you watched a couple of movies uh, again in mm-hmm. preparation for this you want to talk about that i can i can i can tell i can give you the rundown uh yeah, i watched please. batman i want let's talk about actually Which... let's talk about abraham lincoln first because okay. i feel like that's the one we got get out of the way well so uh yeah a long time ago like before we i think before we started a podcast when you knew that i like horror movies mm-hmm. you texted me at some point and you were like you gotta watch this movie, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, because I don't know if it's great or stupid, but I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you did watch it. I did hey, watch you, it. Good friend move. You did watch yeah, it. Yeah, I did. It took me a while, but I did watch it eventually. Uh, I don't think I knew until you said something that it was even Tim Burton. Yeah, and I didn't know it was Tim Burton until you were like, oh, Tim Burton did this. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I didn't... I mean... No, it's a bad movie. 
No, dude, that was my favorite part is I texted you like, I need you to tell me if this is great or not. And then you didn't agree with me. So I was like, nope, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. This has all been a trap to but find you out also, you're wrong. You also prefaced it with being like, by the way, I was also really high at this time. Oh, so high. And I was high again this time. And let me tell you, that might be the key. To Maybe because movie. I was dead sober when I watched that movie. And let me tell you, not it. So I, it. I literally wrote down the just like some bullet points of like why I love them. Okay. okay. Why I love this yes. movie. I would love to know. First and foremost, this is just a cool idea. Just like on a core concept elevator pitch level, this is a great idea for a movie. Is it? Yes. <laughs> you got your listen, you're on an elevator with this guy and he looks over to you and he's you're a movie mogul. You're like, man, we want to make a popping movie that's gonna just hit the teens and tweens right between the ears you know yeah yeah that's what we're looking for you're in the elevator this guy walks in and he's like what if we retold abraham lincoln this boring historical figure that everyone is forced to learn about in school what if instead of that we just told this fake story about how he actually is a lovable bumbling himbo let's be honest Himbo status, Abraham Lincoln mm. in this movie. Mm. Officially certified himbo status. I don't think so. Stumbles into the presidency while he's actually pursuing his lifelong quest for revenge against vampires. Mm. Bam! Sold! You're walking out of there with think... a deal. Uh, you know, when, when you say that they're pitching me a movie that's going to appeal to the teens and tweens. I don't know that Abraham Lincoln would be my protagonist. No, because you got to understand they're going to be there. You got to put yourself back in teen or tween years. You're so you're like, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm so old about that Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln isn't relatable. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. You lost when you were getting hit with Abraham Lincoln fresh, like when they were first letting you in on this guy. And you're like, whoa, you, everyone's saying he's so important and he's his face is on a mountain. And but I'm like, I wish that he was, <laughs> I wish he was edgier and more relatable yeah. to me, a teen. Yes, you're <laughs> getting it now. You're getting behind why this movie oh, is no. so good. Uh, so that is reason number one. I'm happy we're both in agreement that that is a, <laughs> that what I said is accurate uh -huh. and correct. Yeah. <laughs> in a court of law, your honor. Uh -huh. uh, no, it also has funny actors, which you admitted the first time you watched it. It has some Did good I? comedy actors. Yes, because it has comedy. It has a the two guys. I wish I could go back in our text, but I remember you pointing out these two actors that were in it, and you said, these two guys are in a lot of funny movies I've seen. So that does give it some points, I believe. See, Remember how we talked about not remembering things we've said? That could be accurate. I like how we're doing a <laughs> podcast about a text conversation we had a, a year a long and a half time ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb cast right now, and there are a couple people that I recognize, but none of them are, like, comedic actors. Dude, is our whole friendship been a lie? I think so. <laughs> I googled IMDb actors to get uh, no Perfect. help at all. I mean, I might have been talking about Anthony Mackie and or Jimmy Simpson. They're both those great. are the two. Okay, great. Perfect. 
Those I can not tell you what role Anyways, they play. Anyways, I think yeah. You know what? Let me change this. Let me not put mm-hmm. words in your mouth. Okay. I think the actors. I think they have some funny actors. I've seen these actors in other comedies before. Good comedy actors. And Great. if you have a director who's wanting to work with good comedy actors, you're gonna make a good movie. That's sure. reason number two why it's a good movie. Tim Burton. Obviously, we all love Tim Burton. We've all. It's been established <laughs> that we both love Tim Burton going back long ways. Oh, okay. And now those are the ends of my like, uh, like, real reasons. The horse fight. God, I don't remember anything about this movie. Dude, <laughs> I bet Even you. Lincoln fights a vampire while uh, on top of herds of horses. They're jumping on the backs of horses as Abraham Lincoln fights a vampire. Visually, <laughs> that's 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 doing acid, without doing acid. I feel like you like this movie for the same reasons you like Ghost Rider. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just love these corny movies. Literally, (laughs) one of my my actual like real like like ties it all together point is that I just love overly dramatic movies who seem self-aware. Like they know what they're doing. (laughs) This is what they're making. They understand. Hey, I have great news. I found our conversation about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, you're the best. All right. Uh, Hit me with the cold hard facts. Okay, so this was my message to you after watching it on June 12th, 2021. So, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I'm sorry to say my take is that it's just a bad movie. I mean, it was entertaining, but I don't think there's really a deeper subcontext. It didn't have to be about Abraham Lincoln, which is what kills me. <laughs> I don't think it was trying to be funny, but I think everyone involved knew they weren't making a banger. I still can't believe they got Anthony Mackie and Alan Tudyk. I did not remember Alan Tudyk being in it. And this is your reply. I left out that I was beyond high when I watched it. I was thinking there was a deeper meaning about how we credit Abraham Lincoln for being this man that saved our country from slavery and just generally how we romanticize figures like Lincoln, like how he steals speaking lines or ideas from the women in his life and he is praised for being this passionate and great public speaker while the women aren't even heard at the time of history. And I said, wow, hi you is deep as fuck. Then you said, he's one hell of a guy, let me tell you. But I also loved it because it was just a fun vampire-killing movie with over-the-top CGI. looked like a blast to make. That literally <laughs> sums up all of my feelings about this movie very well. Hi, me is a great guy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I also don't know if the uh, women, his him stealing his ideas from women was just in the movie or IRL. <laughs> No, that oh, that's that's actually probably just an accurate telling of just how history kind of plays Maybe. out. Maybe could be. Who knows? <laughs> but no, it is. I watched it again the second time, and I'm like, literally, he is just a bumbling himbo, and it's just a fun retelling of a like an iconic historical figure that like we don't really know. He, a lot of historical figures could be just complete bumbling idiots. They just happen yeah. to become the president, and this guy lived a life of vampire slaying and stumbled into the presidency. I, you know what? I can get into it again. I love the world. I love the world. I want to live in a world where that is true. 
perfect. Hey, what was the other one you watched? Batman. Uh... <laughs> Which Batman? I watched uh, the Tim Burton Batman, uh, the 1989 Batman. Okay. There are a couple different ones that he had a hand in. W- who was Batman? Was it uh, Michael it was, Keaton? Uh, it was Michael Keaton. Okay. It was the Joker. Joker is uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Perfect. Which is was literally the funniest part of that whole movie was Jack Nicholson <laughs> having to like be the Joker. I read that people were not psyched that Michael Keaton was cast as Batman because they felt like he was too normal and like too old. But Tim Burton was like, you don't have to like bat- the point of Batman is that he's just rich and like yeah. <laughs> he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, so I think he cast Jack Nicholson to kind of ease some of that because people were into Jack Nicholson Joker more than Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, but then you see Jack Nicholson do Joker and the whole time in my head, I'm like, this guy hates that he got this job. <laughs> That's very possible. There's so have, When was the last time you saw it? Have you, have you seen it? No. Oh, you've never seen it? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's so many scenes where like, you know how the Joker has white face paint on? Mm-hmm. He's like put he has normal skin, but he's the Joker. But then they do this thing where like it looks like he's taking makeup off. Okay. Or putting makeup like taking off like skin makeup and putting on like his skin is white. I can't explain it. His skin (laughs) actually is white, but they have so many different scenes throughout the movie where he appears without white skin as if he applied makeup to hide the white skin, but it was actually just Jack Nicholson being like, you want me to be in makeup for how long? You want to fucking <laughs> take my face with all this white makeup and just put me under these lights for how long? No, he was like, no. write a scene where I put on normal skin then because I'm not doing it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that was my takeaway at least because there was so that. many. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, actually, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not doing it, Tim Burton. Figure it out. <laughs> Where does that rank amongst other Batman films you've seen? Uh, so I saw it once as a kid, and I really didn't have like a lot of thoughts on it. And then I watched it again, and I was like, "This is," I would say, like not as good as the Christian Bale, but the best of everything else. You know? Hmm, oh wait, not as good as Christian Bale, and not as good as Robert Pattinson. I lo- I loved Rob. That was, Robert that was decent. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, like, probably the third one for me because it was just wacky. It was just, like, yeah. actually if a comic book strip was moving as a movie, you know? Did that was also, this whole movie's vibe. I don't think – I don't know if it was that one or a sequel. Did, did that have Jim Carrey as the Riddler? Yes, I believe so, but for some reason I don't think Tim Burton was tied to that one. I don't know. He might have been. But, yes, they did, they did have Jim Carrey as the Riddler, which is, like, the perfect – cast ever (laughs) pretty good um how do you feel just in general not just like those specific movies but any tim burton movies you've seen or are familiar with or have even seen like box art of how do you feel about the art style i like it i think it's fun how do you feel about it so we mentioned that a lot of it is claymation which i also really enjoy like i like that I like to see the process of claymation too. It's very interesting. Um, so like that, I really do enjoy. Uh, you know, as far as his other films go, they it's 
<laughs> I don't know how to say it without... Well, like I said before, he's kind of like if Hot Topic was a person, so a lot of his yeah. films are, like, dark and edgy, I guess. But, like, take Sleepy Hollow, which I love, by the way. I love to watch it around Halloween time. But it's very, like... It's not a black and white movie. There's just not a lot of color. And, uh... Except blood, which looks like bright red paint. <laughs> <laughs> he loves splattering it all over the place. So it's just like really, <laughs> really emo. It's uh, abstract. It's like he's sure. trying to do like a, I think he's trying to do like a painting with that kind of stuff. He's trying yeah. to be like almost, you know how like some people are too artsy fartsy to be super commercial. Mm. It doesn't devalue their art, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy your license plate earrings that you make, you know, <laughs> like that. It's like you're artsy. That's awesome. Do you? Mm. That person gets it. And some people love it. They buy it. That's awesome. I think Tim Burton kind of falls into that category for me where he's like <laughs> super artsy, almost to a detriment. But I just kind of love it because I'm like, good for that guy. You got to be super artsy on like this giant <laughs> stage of media and pop culture. Yeah. So I do, I think that he is that kind of person who's like, I'm so avant-garde, people just don't understand me. Mm -hmm. But I also think he got a little bit commercial because I think he started to get like a, a following of weirdos. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it sounds like he's really not hesitant to like put the kibosh on stuff that he's not on board with. Uh, like, I'm sure he's been... Or like, um, so I I did write down they wouldn't Disney wouldn't attach their name to Nightmare because they wanted the protagonist to have eyes, and he refused. He was and, like, "No, that's weird." And uh, actually, all our characters have, have eyes. eyes. They can't be just a skull. It has to be a skull with eyes, hmm. which is you know not creepy at all. What you want to do? Terrorize America with these no eyes looking freaks of yours? So he said no to that. And then also Disney wanted him to make a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas, but they wanted it to be animation instead of stop motion. And he said no. Hey, I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah. So I, it seems like he's not just in it for the money. Like he won't sacrifice his art for the money. <laughs> That's yes. I don't know. That's a that's a plus. That's brownie points. That's like just a it's like a you know, it's weird to think of some not all famous people, but like some of the famous people who are famous because they're like these creative minds, you know, mm -hmm. not like celebrities, you know, who are just famous for being famous, you know, almost in a way. Right. But like people like Tim Burton fall into that category where like you look at them and you're like, this dude probably looks around his life and is like, how the fuck did I even get here? You know, like, yeah. He's, I respect that he's just a big fucking weirdo out there doing yeah. his shit. Uh, I, yeah. As far as, like, why he's not necessarily my favorite director or even, like, top five, I think it's just because maybe he's a little bit too weird. Like, he'll, he just makes kind of whatever he wants and, like, not, it's not always yeah a good idea. <laughs> He gives um, no fucks about the audience. He's yeah. not making this for anyone but himself. 
And I kind of feel like it's love it or hate it with a lot of his works. You know, either it really, really hits or it really, really doesn't. No, no. <laughs> but he was lucky. He he hit enough people. I think you hit on this point really well, which was like you were like the nostalgia factor with Tim mm-hmm. Burton is like the majority of his appeal, you think, yeah. and his staying power. Because right. you went back and watched like those like nostalgia filled ones, right? Yeah. And I I think pretty much just because it is halloween time when we're doing this because usually i'm not re-watching nightmare and sweeney todd yeah actually i didn't watch sweeney todd i watched edward scissorhands beetlejuice sleepy hollow all because it is the halloween season and those are on like my yearly rotation yeah so i think that's that's also the kind of director tim burton is for me is like i associate him with halloween and with nostalgic halloween movies so mm-hmm. I tend to watch his stuff once a year and not really outside of that. But you and you you pretty much only watch the ones that hit for you, you know? Yes. What yeah, do you like what about like cuz I I I haven't seen them but like what are your feelings around those movies? What do you still like about them? Is it just nostalgia but like I guess this ties back to the Disney episode like yes they're all nostalgia but there are specific things that you're like I like when this movie does this and the way it does that. Yeah, so it depends on the movie for stuff like Corpse Bride. That's more nostalgia than anything. Um, but also, so another fun thing about Tim Burton is that all but three of his movies are scored by Danny Elfman. So for the most part, the music in his movies is fucking like iconic, memorable, super great. And uh-huh. also, you know, you associate the music with the season more than the movie itself so that's part of it that, um, that definitely that's a hack that's a hey yeah take, if you want to be a director like if you get a sick music composer who can capture a vibe your movies will be remembered forever it's true also like i remember specifically nightmare before christmas has a an album called nightmare revisited where a bunch of like popular pop punk bands did the the songs from Nightmare Before Christmas. There's like All American Rejects, Plain White Tees, Marilyn Manson, uh Flyleaf. Like a bunch of Hell yeah. Yeah. A bunch of those kind of bands did the music from Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's just like that element is iconic about Tim Burton films. Um for stuff like Sleepy Hollow and Beetlejuice uh those are just like those are good movies they still slap they're they're funny they're fun to look at um they're interesting sleepy hollow is like a take on a classic legend but you know goes a little bit further than just it was a prank the whole time (laughs) uh so yeah i don't know they're they're still fun even i i think maybe a handful wouldn't be as good without the nostalgia factor but i think based on like score and the fact that they're very very seasonal films and like really get you kind of in that halloween spirit yeah yeah. uh, i think that's what gives them staying power more than anything well congratulations tim burton you (laughs) have you have gotten a piece of felicia's uh yearly halloween watch hours yeah and that's it (laughs) you get nothing else pretty much 
What if Tim um, Burton came up to you on the street and was like, hey, I really need to make a call. Can I please can I use your phone? I just I've lost my phone. Can I use your phone to make a call real quick? I'll stay right here. I wouldn't let him in my house, but I might hand him my cell phone if you stay on the porch. Okay. Maybe. That, and honestly, that, I think that's what I would do, too, because that's being safe. You don't yes. just let that fucking weirdo in your house. But right. Like... He's a freaky little guy, and I don't know much about him personally. So. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a I have a game for you. Oh, I love games. Um, So I have it, it's the same game I did essentially for the Nick Cage and Brendan Fraser episode. Okay. Where I have written down IMDb descriptions of 10 Tim Burton movies. And I'm going to ask you to try to guess which movie it is. Um, the problem with Tim Burton movies is that the the IMDb descriptions pretty much give away what the movie is every time. Like, I couldn't even do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because it was like, a boy named Charlie goes to a chocolate factory. <laughs> Uh, so some of these I had to edit a bit so they'd be less obvious. Okay. Um, okay. But also, I'm texting you right now a list of the answers in no particular order. Okay, this so is good. I was about matching. to say because it's about to be me making up movie titles for the yeah. next ten minutes. <laughs> so it's about it's gonna be like a matching game for you. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. But... All right. All right. Number one. This <laughs> Number one, when a shy young man practices his vows in Ed the... Wood. Let me finish. When a shy young man practices his vows in the inadvertent presence of a deceased woman, she rises from the grave. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar... Nope. <laughs> Corpse pride. Yay! <laughs> All right, number two, an orphan who Ed lives. Ed Wood. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're going to get Ed Wood, by the way. An orphan who lives with his two cruel aunts befriends anthropomorphic bugs, and they embark on a journey to New York City. James and the Giant Peach. I've seen that, yeah. but I had no idea Tim Burton was involved. Fun. I've never seen that. <laughs> it's a good one. It's weird. Huh. It is okay. weird. Yes. Uh, an artificial man who was incompletely constructed. Ed Wood. No, I almost said yes, but no. Uh, leads a solitary life. Then one day, a suburban lady meets him and introduces him to her world. Ed Wood? No. <laughs> Maybe if I say it quieter, it'll be right. I don't know the Edward. I know the Edward thing. Edward Scissorhands. Yes, that's why I almost said yes because Ed Wood sounds like Edward. Um. (laughs) Okay. This one I would be. You gotta. The legendary tale of a barber who returns from wrongful imprisonment to 1840s London, bent on revenge for the rape and death of his wife. And resumes his trade while forming a sinister partnership with his fellow tenant, Mrs. Lovett. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. In Fleet Street. Exactly. Have you seen that or just the office episode? 
I have seen Sweeney Todd. I watched oh, okay. it because so many, when I was dating a bunch, when I was going on lots of dates, I would always get asked by girls, what's your favorite musical? And I just was like, mm. you know what? I'm going to watch one. It's Sweeney Todd. I know it from the office. I'm going to tell everyone that's my favorite musical. Because it's a dark and edgy choice. Mm -hmm. It's a very manly musical. <laughs> I don't mean well, like what's where they're, where they're killing all the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, number five. An imprisoned vampire, Barnabas Collins, is set free and returns to his ancestral home where his dysfunctional descendants are in need of his protection. Sleepy Hollow. No. Dark Shadows? Yes. That's not, it's not a good movie. <laughs> Apparently it's based on a show that was really popular when, like, my grandma was a kid. <laughs> but the movie was not good. All right, this is an easy one. A 19-year-old girl returns to the magical world from her childhood adventure. Alice she... in Wonderland. There you go. All right, number seven. A young detective is sent to a town shrouded in mystery and terror to investigate the decapitations of three people. Now that is Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Okay. All right, three more. Have you been deleting the answers as you go to make it real easy for yourself? Nope, I've just been remembering which ones I've said, which Perfect. is getting increased. That's the real game. <laughs> okay. Number eight, an ambitious but troubled movie director tries his best to fulfill his dreams despite his lack of talent. I should have known this from the beginning. Ed Wood is such a movie director. Name. Yes. It's a weird fucking movie. It's about how he like befriends Bella Lugosi as he's like really addicted to heroin and super strung out and still thinks he's Dracula. Um, okay, number nine. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearably an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Dark shadows. Nope. Miss Peregrine's no, nope. home. <laughs> what? 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 It's what? really sad that you don't know this. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. How, court, Beetlejuice? Yes! How Never have you seen not him. seen Beetlejuice? That's so wild. Watch If you're going to watch any of these, watch Beetlejuice. Okay, I will watch Beetlejuice. Great. And lastly... When Jacob discovers clues to a mystery that stretches across time, he finds Miss refuge in home for peculiar children. Yes, I've never seen that one. I have no idea if it's good. Yeah, I like the name Mrs. Pilgrims. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sure that's exactly how it's pronounced. Hey, I think she looks we did like her it. face is like this. Mrs. Pilgrim. I think the person that plays her in the movie is kind of hot. I think it's Jessica Jones, that lady. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Jessica up. Jones. Anyway. Oh, JJ, uh, I know JJ. Me and her go way back. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, we did it. We talked about Tim Burton. We did. We found out halfway through a Tim Burton podcast. Neither of us like really like Tim Burton <laughs> as much as the other thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we remembered a lot of our conversations incorrectly. <laughs> but that is sometimes 
how the magic is made, guys. You know, that's how the podcast works, is we, we're learning about each other as you're learning about us. Yes, we had to go back in this episode and correct some things that were we had wrong. But now we, we went, have perfect images. We went all the way back in the Instagram archives for that conversation about Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. And that was back in DM days? Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, well, at least we did it, and you we were here it. to listen along the way. Yeah, and the next podcast, who boy, who knows when or what that'll be, but you'll what will they be talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who knows when they figure it out? You'll know. <laughs> wow, what a good song! Uh, let's end the podcast. Bye. Goodbye. Follow us on all. Go listen to an oh, old episode where we actually say wait, our socials. No, hey, wait a minute. We gotta do that. We're really bad at this. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm Felicia. You can follow me at Felicia Three on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, I'm Benny Putts. You can follow me on Instagram at Benny Putts. That's and, P is in Paul, U is an umbrella, T is in Tom, Z is in zebra. Or on no. Twitter at Benny underscore Putts. That's P is in Paul, U is an umbrella, T is in Tom, Z is in zebra. Okay, or you could follow, well, or slash and you can follow our podcast account at Spell You Later PC on Twitter. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Okay, Once now again, we can. <laughs> this is your. Uh, your. You, no, you uh, are. I am. These are your hosts of Spell You Later. Everyone's signing off one last time. We don't say, why are you looking at me like I should know we should, we don't say that. Spell you later. Spell you later. <laughs>